0: Welcome in to Missing the Point. I am your host, DK Sizzle, Dave Clark, back again with the weekly Power ranking show. Uh, we're going to talk about Bob Kelly's Power Rankings, the kind of crazy insane ever-changing organism that lives inside the missing the point uh, world we always talk about how much parody there is this season in the nfl and and i think the rankings often reflect that there's a lot of chopping and changing at the bottom but also a lot of interesting things to talk about with me today i have uh broadway joe malkin no bob kelly because he's under the weather so he's not here to defend himself which is one of my favorite ways to do these shows Uh, filling in form is the uh, birthday boy craig del usually our producer extraordinaire but has I asked him if he had one birthday wish in the whole wide world? Uh, what would it be? And he said to cure cancer. And I said, well, how about you can just be on the show instead? And uh, we thought it was a fair compromise, close enough. And so here's uh, here's Craig Del Sandro and Joe Malcolm to talk to me about a, a, a ever evolving but quite entertaining football season. And we're going to start right away with the power rankings. At number ten, we have, and we're, just for the listeners at home, uh, we are rec- recording this during the Thursday night football game be- between the. Baltimore Ravens and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we're kind of following along, but the context of this show won't really feature the result of that game. And it's not going to matter because neither of these teams are actually on the top 10, even though, you know, they might be next Which is kind of those. amazing it's kind of amazing i mean they might be next week like i said uh the, the top 10 is is an interesting one and starting off with number 10 we have the the tennessee titans who i you know i i can't quite put my finger on guys like are right, i think they have a uh i think they have a good coach i think we've all sort of seen what vrabel can do as a, as a head coach i think he's got a good football brain i think he his guys play for him but at very key positions i don't think they're it uh but they have a winning record and they're they're kind of trucking right along what do you guys think of the Tennessee Titans? They're, they're at number 10 in Bobby's power rankings, Craig. Uh, do you think that they're going to stay there? Do you think they're going to move up? Do you think they're going to move down? What, what do you make of this Tennessee Titans team? I'm a believer that you all,
2: that at least in the NFL, you're going to be as good as your quarterback can take you. And I still never will, never have, never will be a supporter of Ryan Tannehill. And I think he got away with a lot the last couple of years because AJ Brown was still down, uh, still down there in Tennessee. But now he's gone now. He's gone to a team we'll talk about, I don't know, 50 minutes from now to give you some perspective (laughs) and so you know luckily you know they still have a great rushing still still a great rushing attack with derrick henry brian tannehill can run i don't think he's that much of a player anymore in that regard they got good tight ends they're they're beating good teams not really not not really they got blown out they got blown out by the uh blown out by the bills beat the beat the raiders beat the Colts. actually they haven't beaten anybody have they
0: not really not really I, I mean you know i think the raiders are probably a lot more disappointing than we all thought they were going to be this yeah. season considering some of the personnel but and you know this isn't an attack on you guys but i think their head coach might be dumb so uh <laughs> i'm sorry uh, you know like when it's him versus rabel and and you know you can kind of sucker uh McDaniels into making bad decisions i don't, I don't know if that says that much about the titans also to your point craig that russian game you, you rely on a guy that like Derrick Henry, the way he runs, I feel like it's it's going to be a diminishing return as the season yes. goes on once he gets more and more touches. So I think we're in agreement there. Joe, this Tennessee Titans team, I, I, I bet you're a fan. Knowing you and knowing how you watch football, I bet you're a, a Mike Vrabel fan. Uh, I bet you're a, a fan of of the system that they're implementing down there. But could, could you really hit your wagon to a Tannehill-led Tennessee Titans team? Wow, that was a lot of good alliteration right there. It really <laughs> was. They're, they're a mediocre, above-average team. Like they're going to middle. That's just that's the
1: kind of franchise they are. That's the kind of team it is. I think Brabel is a good coach, and I completely agree with Craig that he would be better with a better quarterback. Yeah,, uh, we've really only ever seen him with Ryan Tannehill. So we don't really know what else what else he can do with a with a better quarterback. I think Ryan Tannehill's career was rejuvenated, uh, and he's playing well. But again, you're hitching your wagon to, uh, a six foot four, two hundred and fifty pound running back that is going to—he—he's going to
2: diminish over time. Coming off knee surgery too, I think.
1: Yeah. And and I don't know really what else they have there. So, I mean, this four and two record is great for them, but you're beating teams like the Raiders and the Colts. And I mean, the Colts just sat down the quarterback that they hired to basically who they thought was going to be the next coming of Phillip Rivers for them. And I think, I think I'm with you on the Raiders now, uh, DK. I, I think Josh McDaniels might just not be a good NFL head coach. And, and that says a lot about what John Gruden did the, his his first couple years <laughs> his, he he put he was winning games though wasn't he wonder, he, was he was winning games awful. He was the worst. and I don't know why they didn't stick with the guy that they brought in last year because uh, I can't remember his name uh, The but he he well they didn't. fell
0: victim to this this idea that's been sort of uh, permeating around the NFL for the last decade or however long it's been since McDaniels didn't really get enough time in Denver that he's this wonderkind that I mean, you don't be a wonderkin for so long. Eventually, you're just fucking old. But I mean, that he's this sort of uh, he's this sort of great football mind that when when unleashed as a head coach is going to put together like the greatest football team anyone's ever seen. When in actuality, I think we saw a lot of his flaws already exposed as an offensive coordinator in New England. Like. No offense, and you don't have to go through this anymore. But I think the Cam Newton led offense of the New England Patriots might be the worst offense I've ever seen. And Josh McDaniels, that came from the brain of Josh McDaniels. So, I mean, we're not going to sit here and talk about the Raiders all night. But I, I guess I will begrudgingly admit that John Gruden's a better head coach than Josh McDaniels there on the resume. There you um, go. All right, uh, but Craig, he's a bunch fucking idiots. Clip that and and put it on and put it on the interwebs. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, look it's it's not the most it's not the most dynamic team to start out with in the power rankings, but I, I think they do deserve to be there. Uh, I I think that there's a lot of discussion that could be had had honorable mention wise uh, for number ten. I think there's teams that are uh, like we said, like a lot of parity. Like after the top three, and you know we're probably going to do the top three like we usually do, grouping together at the end and, and kind of talking about who's who's uh, poking their head out in, in this three horse race, but. Apart from the top three, there's not a ton of drop-off, I don't think. Any team could beat any team, which I think for the neutral, uh, which both of us sort of are, all of us sort of are, because... uh Neither of our teams are that good, um, uh, but I don't know. We'll see about the Paris. We'll see. Uh, beat Dallas, and I'm going to be so insufferable. But yeah, I think I, I think that parity is making this season pretty entertaining, but also a little bit difficult to figure out. You know, Bobby's got a tough job this year. A little yeah. bit difficult to figure out who is the top ten best teams, and the, the lower you get in the in the numbers, you can probably tell me the best three and the worst three. But everyone in the middle. Could beat any, anybody else in, in, on their day. So, as much as the Tennessee Titans might not be box office to talk about, uh, I don't think that they don't deserve to be there. And I I am keeping my eye on them because they could end up with a winning record. Like it, it could happen. They're going to lose to the Chiefs. They still play the Chiefs, but all those a lot of those other games are still for grabs for them. I I do I agree that Tannehill is not the guy, but could you draw some parity with uh, with the Giants and what Dable's done over there? I mean, it, you have a, a great running back, a mediocre quarterback, and you just figured out a system to get the best out of both of them while keeping them healthy. And you sort of rely on your defense to win you games. And I, and I think that that's, or your front 70, at least, if not your entire defense and special teams. But I think that's, could be a model. You know, I, I'm not saying the Giants, and we'll talk about them a little bit later, are going to go to the Super Bowl and win anything with, with uh, DJ at at QB. But I think that, I, I think that they can get themselves to a certain place in order to make themselves a valuable uh team that, that players want to come play for and and uh sort of escalate their their stock. And I think the Titans are trying to do that, but maybe in a little bit of a different way. And maybe their quarterback's even more limited than, than Daniel Jones.
1: I, I think he's definitely more limited uh Tannehill is than Daniel Jones. I, I'm not gonna tell you that Daniel Jones is a better NFL quarterback than Ryan Tannehill right now. Yeah, I, it's I six think and one half a dozen
0: of the other Yeah, there. exactly.
1: I mean we're talking about mediocre at best One's quarterbacks playing no. better though. One's playing right, better than but, the other. But but that could be a testament to the coaches. I mean, it is Brian Dable that good of an offensive mind because he made a very undynamic looking Giants team from last year look very dynamic. Whereas you just said it a couple minutes ago, the Tennessee Titans just aren't dynamic. It's just right. not their style of football. They're right. they're a more shove it down your throat type of football team where the Giants, I mean <laughs> I think one of the best things that Daniel Jones does is run the football. Like, honestly, he, he has these big runs, he finds space, uh, and he's still doing that with a completely new offense, uh, put in place. So I think that that, that allows them to be a better team, uh, then I think they will be a, a better, well, they are clearly a better team than the Titans. They're halfway up the 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 list but uh yeah i i think you're spot on tennessee's not dynamic dable might be a better coach than than mike vrabel i think we got to give it more than seven games but
0: yeah i mean that might be reactionary thing going on and i'm sure we'll we'll be participatory in that when we get to number five in the power rankings with the whole new york the whole the whole new york essentially (laughs) what's going on i know this is
1: wild that might be uh, the most wild part of this entire yeah yeah
0: i mean at at least thankfully the yankees came up short but uh yeah so new york are all over the football map right now so there's that uh, moving on to number nine, and the the biggest disappointment of the season for me, uh, easily, is that these Los Angeles Chargers. I I really did believe in uh, the numbers that that Herbert had coming in. I I to me, it looked like. He was gearing up, ready to have a breakout m v p style year. You know you saw stats like the the only guy who's got more yards per completion is pat mahomes uh you know you you gave him the old eye test and you saw a guy that was that was so pro ready when he came in and he was just getting better and better and not to say that he's like a massive disappointment uh or or he's like a bad q b or anything like that i I just think that he's hit a little bit of a slump coming into this year. I think is like, you know, we're talking about dy- dynamism, dynamism in the offense. There's that's definitely lacking. You can say Keenan Allen's been hurt for most of the year, but I think we're agreed that you got it. If you're Justin Herbert and you want to be the guy that everyone seems to think you are, you got to be able to do it without Keenan Allen. Now they are four and three. It's it's nothing to sniff at, but it's been a difficult four and three. It hasn't been anything uh, to write home about. So where do you see this Chargers team going from here? You know, I think there's, there's some parity between them and the uh, Bengals, the way that But, you know, both teams look like they could break out in either direction. It seems the Bengals, and we'll come on and talk about that, that it seems the Bengals have broken out in the correct direction. Joe Burrow kind of finding his own. Uh, becoming the guy that he was at the end of last season and and into the playoffs and and in the Super Bowl. Quite frankly, despite uh fearing for his life for the entire time, the worst offensive line in the history of the Super Bowl playing the best defensive line, one of the best defensive lines. But I think uh I think the the Chargers got to shit or get off the pot at this point, right? They got to decide what what kind of team they are and if they want to actually have a dynamic offense and the defense that, that that was on paper coming into the season.
1: Well, the the defense hasn't been awful. I think they've lacked on offense. And yeah, Keenan Allen's been hurt, but Keenan Allen's been hurt most of his career. I mean, he just yeah. can't stay on the field. Uh, Austin Eckler has had in- injury problems
0: uh, here and there. He's still I great, it, though. I mean, oh, I yeah. He's sort of saving them right now.
1: Sure, without a doubt. I would say he's a top seven back in the league mid top 10 at, at at the worst yeah it's a good football team they're four and three uh they play in a what we thought was going to be a tough division but clearly that hasn't happened really they only have one team to compete with out there in kansas city uh they'll be fine uh, but i agree with you they need to find that dynamism i don't think brandon staley is the best coach and you just kind of compared them to to one of the next teams we're going to talk about in the Bengals. i mean i had zach taylor out what in twenty twenty I was like, oh, he's gone, and then you know then he went to a Super Bowl, and i I think he ended up being a pretty good coach. He's in his third year now they're still playing well there in Cincinnati. Brendan Staley, I don't know, you know it, and this is kind of the coach's theme here right now that's that's kind of jumped in, and it'll continue with the next few guys too, but yeah, i I think the Chargers need weapons. I think they need to go out and and get him more weapons. I just don't think he has enough to throw to. I think he's. I don't know if he's a guy that's going to make his receivers around him better. I think Mike Williams is a very good wide receiver. I think he's he's got Austin Eckler out of the backfield. He just needs he just needs more weapons and to be able to spread the field and the defense will be fine.
0: Yeah. I wonder if we can even uh, make this comparison down too. It's It's definitely not as big of a loss as uh chase going down for the Bengals, but Mike Williams, it looks like the quote was weeks, not days for him yep. with the injury problems in the receiving core for, for Justin Herbert. I, I wonder if this is a make or break moment for him though, if he can uh, sort of help alongside the coaching staff. And, you know, like you said, we don't, I don't have a ton of faith in that coaching staff after these games. I I think a lot of the mistakes that they're making seem to come directly from, uh, well, normally come from the coaching staff. The communication doesn't seem there. But I wonder if Herbert can sort of just grab his balls a little bit and start making things happen with the guys he has. Cause I think that that's something we've seen all what we consider the greats to be able to do. Now it's asking a lot of him early on in his career, but you know, Tom Brady had years and and look, I, I know that a lot of times any football show becomes the Tom Brady hour, but Tom Brady had years where, there were guys that your most avid college football fan had never heard of uh, coming in, coming into his team from the draft that he made into legitimate wide receivers because how he threw the ball. You know, Aaron Rodgers, as much as I fucking hate him, uh, has never really had a bunch of first-round picks around him in his receiving core, but he's been able to make guys look good. If Joe Montana didn't have Jerry Rice, the greatest wide receiver of all time, he, I, I defy, other than Dwight Clark, I defy people to name a bunch of his wide receivers this far removed if you're of our generation. I can do it. That's only because I fucking and really liked the 80s 49ers uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. as a you the know, 80s go,
1: 49 that was a great time for football yeah, general, yeah.
0: i mean coming i wasn't alive but coming into my football fandom and sort of doing the the history reading part of it i i really enjoyed their highlights i really enjoyed john montana as a as a guy and as a representative of the game and also sort of not to go off on a tangent but sort of the 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 dichotomy of him being a notre dame like all american and coming in and being that dude in the nfl and that being the prototype of a, of a quarterback and then to change that sort of in the modern era as the undrafted guy that no one's heard of that has like the kind of pathetic combine to come in and be the goat i i like you know i like that i like that split but and you know the whole storyline with him and steve young and steve young going on to be one of the best and and all this all this stuff with with, with those guys but regardless if there are quarterbacks in history that we consider the greats where their wide receivers made them look good but usually it's the quarterback coming in and telling us I'm that dude. And it doesn't matter who I'm throwing to because I'm hitting him in the fucking hands, and I got this offense worked out. I would challenge Justin Herbert to, to go do that. I think he's got more than just not having receivers as an obstacle. I think he's got having a, a little bit of a fumbling, bumbling coaching staff around him too. Uh, so I, would, I wouldn't say it's his, I wouldn't say it's his fault necessarily. That's just sort of you know the eye test of what I've seen. It doesn't really seem like their communications there. But that's true of a lot of teams this year, to to be quite honest with you. I think it's it's sort of a weird theme that's emerged. So maybe we don't 100% blame the charge on that. But we sort of alluded to number eight on these power rankings. And that is the uh, former Super Bowl challengers, the uh, the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals seems like they might have a little bit of a resurgence in them. Joe Burrow looking like a fucking stud out there last uh, last week. I don't have his stats in front of me, but they were outrageous. Joe, what do you think? Your your namesake here in the uh in the in the middle middle of America. Does do they come back? Do they still have too many holes? what well, what's going on with these Bengals?
1: Well, we found out Thursday that they lost Jamar Chase for four to six weeks, possibly more. Yeah, that's uh, huge. Yeah, it's, that's massive. I mean, that, I don't want to call him a binky. I
0: just think him and burrow have such a great relationship. Yeah. Uh, some of the greatest chemistry, yeah. chemistry I've ever seen out of the gate yeah. wide receiver and quarterback, which um, for obvious reasons, you know, they play together at LSU, but I think the, uh, I think that it's so hard to translate that. Oh, yeah. to the NFL oh, and do so successfully. And it's just, it's awesome. It's amazing.
1: Cause I mean, you think of some of the best, you know, uh, quarterback wide receiver tandems ever. Marvin Harrison. Well, you at you had one. I mean, Joe Montana, Steve Young with Jerry Rice. You had uh Brady and uh Gronk, of course, it's a tight end. And yeah, then he's a receiver he was had, a receiver,
0: let's be honest. Yeah, he was oh, a receiver.
1: Man. Uh you had Peyton and, and Marvin Harrison. So I, I would mean, say I, the I, more I, accurate
0: honestly, I know that they didn't win the Super Bowl, but the, the more accurate kind of partnership were probably Brady and Moss. Like single season is probably the best.
1: Yeah, season. sure. I, I would say Jamar Chase is more closely. Uh, talent wise, co- closer to, to, I want to, see. Yeah, yeah, to totally. no, I, I like this Bengals team. I still think their offensive line is terrible, but they still have some, which good is wild. Which is, yeah, wild,
0: which is wild, wild. And they,
1: they improved their offensive line and it's still the worst offensive line in football. And Joe burrow is still trying to, and, and he's still doing what he's doing, which blows my mind. The kids, the kids, the real deal. Number yeah. one, Zach Taylor's a good head, a good NFL head coach. Again, two years ago, I had him fired. And now he I think he's an actual good NFL head coach. Uh he's doing a lot with a very young team. Burrow still has options and that defense is still pretty good. Sure, they're four and three. We're only seven games in it. And it's gonna it, it sounds so funny because they they only added one game to the NFL season last year, but it feels like they added more. Like 17 games for some reason feels like so much more than 16. Right. Um they're they're one of those teams that will be just fine. I think they can Find their way through this this middle of the season without Chase. Get him healthy. Come back. You know the the, the Ravens have been playing well. The the Browns are not a good football team, and mm-hmm. the Steelers don't look great. So I I think they're going to be all right in that division. Do
2: you, yeah. think, do you think Cleveland's going to get better when Deshaun gets
0: there in Week Eleven? I fucking hope not. That guy sucks. Yeah. I
1: think, I, <laughs> I think that I think that organization. Uh, you know, I I think we have the obvious bad owners in football the dan snyder's the cal McNair's of the world i think and so you're invited on the
0: podcast whenever you want to come on open invitation would love to have you yeah without a doubt (laughs) we would would love love to have have you uh who's
1: the who's the owner of the browns whose name is uh, slip he's one of the worst owners in football he's one of the worst owners in sports and he blew up his team and now Again, I know we we're talking about the, the Bengals, but now we're on the AFC North. Uh, and and Craig asked the question, are they going to get better? No, they're they're not. They're a bad organization. They keep shooting themselves in the foot. And while Baker Mayfield is not Tom Brady, he's also not Trent Dilfer. But one thing that Trent Dilfer does have that Baker Mayfield will never have is a Super Bowl ring. And I think that if the Cleveland Browns, and this, this sounds very like Gen Z, like if they treated them better, but if they treated him better and they actually gave him and they continued to grow the franchise around him, the the team would have been fine. And they screwed that up.
0: I, I I feel like I feel like Baker Mayfield's exactly who you think he is when it comes to, to talent. I feel like he talked a big game. I feel like Joe Burrow came in and before commercial. He, he, he was he was talking about being uh I, he was all fucking talk like he was all lip service he, he, didn't, he didn't actually make any any moves he had fucking nick chubb running for him who's an absolute fucking beast probably the best red zone running back of all time you know i this is a guy that had everything that he needed to be successful to be quite honest with you and like except couldn't and for up. a competent owner and a good head coach uh, maybe but i mean he had talent you know and and as far as I, I i say i hope not was as far as uh what's his knuckles the fucking sexual assaulter coming back into <laughs> fucking i mean not to say i won't pick him up for fantasy just to see how he's doing but i already got him <laughs> great <laughs> craig's doing Craig a fantasy Stannis. season where he's just like i'm gonna stash everyone <laughs> all these guys that are suspended <laughs> uh, retired The second half of the season is gonna be great but here's the thing like i <laughs> I think that he's probably going to come in and be the best quarterback the Browns have ever fucking had. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's probably what's going to happen because talent wise, he is. Now I, I, think, it's, I that, think it's where careers go to die. I th- I think no, the Browns you might be right. I'm not saying he's going to win a Super Bowl there, but like, damn man, like that dude was not too long ago in our in the scope of our lives. That dude was up on the fucking Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Like, yeah, he's a, he's I, a
1: he's a an above average to great quarterback. He is a below average to despicable human being. He's a piece of shit, but I mean, he's very fucking talented. How many people do we say that about
0: here in this sports podcast? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, You know, I don't know. Can you separate the dance from the dancer? I don't know. You fucking tell me. I hope he doesn't succeed. I hope that the city of Cleveland never succeeds. Uh, Like, and I mean that both in the, in a sporting sense. <laughs> and, uh, like, I just think Columbus Economical. Ohio forever, <laughs> you know, like just, just absorb all the good parts of Cleveland. No, I mean, obviously I hope the best for the people of Cleveland, but I hope their sports teams lose forever. So, but also that, how about the
1: Cincinnati Bengals?
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, look, well, it's it, the Bengals are another team, which is a lot of what makes this, this football season difficult to talk about. It It's a remains to be seen team. I mean, we need another few weeks. I, I thought we'd have everything figured out by now. I've been saying this on the power ranking shows for the past three, four fucking weeks. I thought we'd have everything figured out by now, but realistically it's, it's still a wait and see. There's too much parody. There's too many weird teams um, and a lot of injuries need to sort themselves out. So we'll just have to see where we are. Speaking of injuries, mm. uh, the next team on the list we have is the New York jets. I think deserving of the number seven spot in the power rankings, quite frankly, because of their, their play, uh, the teams they've beat, which I I'm always, I'm always harping on Bobby to factor in strength, the schedule more on these power rankings, because a lot of times it's like, ah, that team's six and oh, and it's like, well, who are they beating? Uh, they beat the fucking bad news bears. You know, it, it, it like, nobody gives a shit about the teams they beaten. Now the jets, they went out and beat the green Bay Packers for whatever you have a, an opinion on, on their season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is everybody's fucking darling, you know, ayahuasca or an, or, or an ayahuasca. So at the end of the day, that's a good win. I I really liked Sauce Gardner walking around with the cheese head. Uh, but Brees Hall's hurt now, and and there's some other injuries that look look like they're going to be season ending. Uh, where do you say? Uh, for me, I'll just uh, I'll I'll I won't bury the lead here. For me, if any of these kind of high record, unexpected teams are going to drop off, for me, it's going to be the Jets injuries. Uh, their personnel in general with like what I thought they were going to achieve coming into the season. But there's some other teams in this list we might come to where that might be your guys' opinion. So, Craig, I'll start with you. What do you think of this New York Jets team? Unbiasedly, I I understand that they're in your division. They are a representative of the city of New York. But if you can try to put your your sort of unbiased hat on uh, for this New York Jets team, where do you think they're going to go up or down on this power ranking?
2: No, I think the Jets right now are probably the, I don't know, second, third best team in the AFC East right now, which is, Something considering three out of the four teams in the AFC. And East you guys right are now, playing or, this
0: upcoming week, yes? This game week? Yeah.
2: Playing them at one o'clock, on That'll tell us Sunday. a lot, I think. It will, but as far as the Jets go, I like this Jets team. I've always liked the Jets. I don't have this bitter hatred of the Jets that some Patriots fans do. And for good reason, they're a good team now. Bryce Hall was having such a good season. It sucks he went down. He was having a great
0: rookie year. They just brought in... W- who is it? James Robinson. James, from, Robinson. Uh, James yeah. Robinson. Also, you know, he seems to be, he, he, he's fitting in, uh, the locker room talk seems good. They also
2: lost a big offensive lineman this week, but their defense, man, they have such a good defensive line and their secondary is second to none right now. They've had, they had, they had a great offseason. I can't even come close to denying that. So they're going to be in it. I think the I think maybe the Patriots sweep by him this week, but I don't know, man. I think the I think the uh, they're going to be in it for the AFC East as long as Zach Wilson stays healthy
0: for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's you bring up a good point. I'll I'll redirect to Joe. I think that the issue they have is that they're in the AFC East, right? Because they're not going to they're not going to beat, nor will they surpass the record of the Buffalo Bills. So they're not winning that division. So. Best they can hope for is you know the the uh, essentially the the playoffs or the rest of the league the rest of the AFC to to take pity on them record wise which they're going in the right direction don't get me wrong we'll definitely see them play the first week of the playoffs but will like if they get in we'll definitely see them play week one but will they get in yeah
1: yeah I I think they will I think they're I think they're the real deal I don't think they're gonna fall too far in the top ten I think they'll remain there the rest of the season. Brees Hall going down was huge, but then for them to for them to have the mind to go out and make that big of a move to bring in James Robinson, who I'm sure is happy. That was, smart. Me, that was a smart move. Yeah, to leave Jacksonville and go to New York. I mean, in other seasons we'd be like, "Well, there's a lateral move," uh, right. but this year, I mean, Craig, you said it about the defense. Uh, Robert Sala has always put yeah. together good defenses. He did it in San Francisco. It's the reason why everybody keeps saying, "Oh, Jimmy G, the defense got you to the Super Bowl." Great. Good, because now he's got the New York freaking Jets at five and two in week eight of the NFL season. And ever since he came out and was like, I'm keeping receipts, uh, on people talking shit about the Jets, uh they I don't think they've lost. So basically, he's a motivated he's a motivating guy. He clearly has his guys playing well for him. Zach Wilson looks like an actual NFL quarterback. They got him some weapons in the off season. I don't think the 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 loss of of Brees Hall is going to hurt that team very much. Well, Michael Carter um, is a
0: good running back, dude. Like he's yeah, gonna, oh yeah I, no no I, I don't think he's Brees Hall, but I think he's a good running back. I think he's going to come in and. And, and I think at least alleviate some of the damage because it's not as if they were relying on him to be Saquon Barkley in the first place. He was having a great season, don't get me wrong. But, you know, we talk about this all the time with running backs. Like, it's really difficult to tell unless you replace the running back how much of it is the offensive line, how much of it is the scheme, how much of it is that they're afraid of the quarterback, which I'm not 100% convinced that that's the case in, in New York for either New York team, to be honest with you. But I think Michael Carter can come in and, and be a serviceable substitute. Uh, I wouldn't be wholly shocked what about you
1: no i i wouldn't be you can also I, run I, on the
0: patriots as we learned last week well so I, w- I was God, just yeah.
1: gonna say this this week is a big test and i and i say this unbiasedly and I, I say this because one patriots teams have beat the jets the last 12 times in the regular
2: season Barack obama um, was still in office
1: when obama was still in office <laughs> no, they, granted, they those lost are the days two years in a row in
2: the playoffs but
1: no i i I think this is a very telling week for the New York Jets as a football team. They're going up against a conference, a divisional opponent that they haven't beaten in a very long time. They do have a few injuries. The Patriots are probably going to be a little pissed off after their blowout loss to the Chicago Bears. Would you call I, that a blowout? Would
0: you call I, that I, would, that? I would.
1: I would. I think it was. I just want to hear you say uh, it yep, again. Nope. It's an absolute shellacking. <laughs> It was an absolute shellacking, Dave. And I, I, you know, it was so funny because I was like, "Oh yeah," D- I literally had that. I was like, "Oh yeah," Dave's a Dave's a Bears fan, and it had it had just been so busy. And I'm like sitting in the sins. stands watching the game, and no, it was an absolute shellacking.
0: And, and well, I, you know, the point I made just like, since we're, we're about to move on to the Minnesota Vikings, and I I think this is a good segue. The point I made about that game is I, I'm I think you guys might have just caught us on the worst possible week to catch this team. Like, I'm not saying we're going to go on. The Bears are going to go on to. To you know, win the Super Bowl or you know even maybe even make the playoffs. But I think there's been a lot of almost games for us. It's not as if we've been losing badly to teams. It's just been like, oh, we're there, we're there, we're in the game, we're in the game. Which is, I think, what the young team should be the philosophy. It's like just stay in the game and like give yourself a chance to win. And the ball was just like never in Fields' hands to win. And when it was, like people were letting him down. So once it was, and once he was like trusted more and that was clear, What what happened with the Patriots, it was like, let's just like, lose or win on Justin Fields. Like, let's let it happen. And that dude is fucking dynamic. Like, no, like he had an outstanding and, game. That might, that might, have I been think his best game as a professional football. Easily, 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 not even close. It's like easily his best game. And I think that what, what's what you can do now, what you can draw from that game is you can say, okay. And we're coming on to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. This is where I talk about this. Okay. Is that division really locked up because the Packers don't look that good? The Packers don't look that fucking good. The Minnesota Vikings, I think there's a little air in that uh record. <laughs> yeah, I really do. I think there's a little air in there, not a lot of meat. Uh I I think there's a world in which we we maybe catch up to these fuckers, you know? The, like the se- the season is young. I mean, I don't want to get out of completely out of hand. I don't want to be Bobby when the Cowboys win a game by by 2 points. But I think uh, you know, we're coming in to play Dallas this Sunday, and if we put on that same performance, win or lose, if we if we come close, there's a lot to take from it. And all I would ask of Justin Fields, if I was showing him game tape this week, is when you start to run once the play broke down, when you waited until the last possible second, when when they thought they had you. That's when the big things happened, when you're patient, when he broke off, when he went, fuck the play, fuck, and the play's broken down and he started running, not so much. So patience, he's, he's the most sad quarterback in the league right now. Like that's just the case. So it's tough to ask patience of a guy like that, but you know, I'm looking at this Vikings team uh, number
1: before, before we move on to that. I kind of want to relay that back to my, my final point on the jets, because so I look at the game that Justin Fields had. Eberflus yeah, they are together. similar. There, their
0: the offenses yeah. are, are sort of built similarly. But Ever, Ever, Everflus
1: put together a really nice game plan against the Patriots. He out he out coached Bill Belichick on Monday night. Like that's plain and simple. Justin Fields played the best game of his career. Uh, Everflus out coached him, and he exposed the defense, whether it was good or bad. He he exposed the defense to the entire NFL for the New England Patriots. And I think that comes back to the New York Jets, where they are similar offensively, the, the Jets and the Bears. But also, now you get the Patriots on a little bit of a short week. Some guys are banged up. There's been some trade talks. You, you kind of put yourself into a situation with a uh, quarterback controversy. This is a huge game for the Jets. If the Patriots come out and win this and put the Jets to five and three, I might have some more questions about it next week. But if the Jets go out and beat the Patriots, the Jets are the real deal, and and I'm not saying that because I I think the Patriots. Oh, are there's great. a
0: game plan there for them to use, I, right?
1: I uh, without the... a doubt, w- exactly. And I and I think if they use that and they execute that the right way, they beat New England, they knock New England down another peg, and uh, and they keep climbing up the ranks uh, in the AFC East, and they and they're a good football team, and that's uh, I. And I know you guys, they did the NFL show already this week, but I, I would have the Jets beating the Patriots this week in the Middlelands. I yeah, I mean, they hard. are
0: at home. They are steaming. But, you know, the Patriots are are, are a hit dog. Like, they might be pissed off. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you never want to play Bill Belichick when his back's against the wall. So uh, moving on now to the uh, Minnesota Vikings. And like I said, I think there's a little air in that tire. Craig, talk to me about what you think from your perspective. I'm pretty biased. I, I never think the Vikings are good. I, I think sure. for me, I've watched the Vikings... Have better records than they deserve since I was nine years old, to be perfectly honest with you that's how I feel about them. I think her Nor cousins, are we, lad, yeah, I think her cousin's in prime time uh is a safe bet to always fail. I think all playoff games are in prime time, and uh you know maybe not the traditional time slot, but they're they're under the lights, and he's under the microscope, so I just don't see him doing anything but I mean, can you make an argument in the other direction? And and if you wouldn't mind, uh, tell me how hopeful I should be that the Bears might be able to catch them after last week's performance. Well, the defense
2: played like they did against the Patriots this last week. You actually, I would be rather encouraged because let's be real, the only thing that's keeping the Vikings back from being you know, higher on this power rankings is the fact that Kirk Cousins doesn't do anything good other than being a competent passer. He's the one thing holding this team back from being on the upper echelon. Of the NFL right now, if you ask me, if I had to if I had to pick what team I felt had the most dynamic playmakers or best combined team, it would probably be the Vikings. They have Dalvin Cook, who's one of the best running backs in the NFL. Justin Jefferson, who I think is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Adam Thielen, five uh, you know five years ago was the best wide receiver in the NFL. They have Irv Smith at tight end. I would make an
0: argument for Cooper Cup still, but I hear what you're yeah. saying. Uh,
2: argu- arguably. Let's put it Yeah, there. but he's up there. He's there. Yeah. He's right there. You know, Irv, Irv Smith has been a competent tight end, and there aren't that many good tight ends in the NFL. And their defense has been out there, too. The only thing keeping them, keeping them back is Kirk Cousins. When Kirk Cousins is under the lights, he melts like Donald Trump in that one video where he just <laughs> hates it. He's like, turn those lights off. I don't like them. But when it's 1 o'clock or, or when it's 4 o'clock or earlier, when it's not a prime time, when the focus is not on him, he lights people up. He doesn't do anything good but he doesn't do anything bad enough to put the Vikings in a position to lose.
0: Yeah. But I mean, he can lose you games in prime. Absolutely. Time, right? Like, you know, he, he will fuck up mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and that's, I think the issue it's like, you, you can't be the best wide receiver in the NFL if the service isn't good. You know, the ball doesn't start in your hands, the ball, the ball starts in someone else's hands. And if it starts in a, the hands of a guy who's almost certainly going to fuck up when it matters the most, you're not feeling great. And I think that, All these guys are looking at him and being like, "Well, that's our leader, that's our guy." And I think you're trying to believe in him, but they know too, you know. So unless Kirk Cousins can fucking turn that shit around, I just don't see it. And I think there's a good chance we we catch him, Joe. What do you think about the Vikings?
2: But there is a thing with the Vikings; their their offense is just so dynamic. You can just huck it down the field, and someone's going to catch it.
0: Yeah, you would think that, but I mean, that's it's like literally never worked when it when Mm. it matters, you know? Like it works, like you said, it works at 10 a.m. I mean, it's my time, 10 (laughs) a.m. on a Sunday. But uh, it, it doesn't necessarily work on Sunday night. And, and I think that that says more than the time slot that says, you know, are, do you grow when it matters most? Do you rise to the occasion or do you shrink like a violet under the light? And I mm-hmm. think that what we that's what we've seen about Kirk Cousins. Now, I'm not saying he can't go on to prove me wrong, uh, but it wouldn't really be proving me wrong. Because what I'm saying is and what you're saying is based on the empirical evidence we have in our hands yeah. right now. So yeah. he can change the narrative. He can change that evidence uh because he's got more games to start in the nfl but it, it, it this is what it is right now this is the truth of the situation so how do you believe in the in the in the minnesota vikings joe put yourself in a position where you have to talk yourself into the minnesota vikings you have to do it oh, oh I've, I've,
1: I've i've already done it and you don't need to force me i right? i think the minnesota vikings will win the nfc north i think they'll stay in wow, the thanks top thanks a rim. lot man <laughs> and and here and here you go and here you go and I, i'll give you a few reasons why uh, Cardinals, Commanders, Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Jets, Lions, Colts, Giants, Packers, Bears. That's their uh, that's their the the rest of their schedule. I see one, two, three, four losses left on there. I have them losing to the Bills, uh, the Patriots only because it's in prime time on Thanksgiving. Sure. The Jets because I think they're a better team. Uh, and the Giants, because I think they're a better team. I think they can beat the Packers. I think they can beat the Bears. They should beat the Colts and
0: the Lions. And, are you and, sad, but are you also saying at the same time that the Minnesota Vikings are going to be the weakest team of the bye week going into the playoffs?
1: No. Well, weakest team of the bye week. I mean, we're talking about only two teams. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I don't necessarily believe that they will be the number one seed in the NFC because, again, there's only one bye week. But, now uh, they might the be with that
0: record that you just gave them. I
1: mean, <laughs> well, I know, but I I, I I, mean, let's let's get up to the to the Giants, the Cowboys and the Eagles that we that I'll, I'll, you know, big market tease on where they are here and yeah. possibly in the
0: top 10. So, I mean,
1: yeah. I, I just think that I think that the Vikings defense. But, but really I mean,
0: I, I guess my point is you're saying, you know, you're saying these these are the losses I see for them. The wins are not you know you're you're basically saying every good team they come up against they're going to they're going to lose to so no, that doesn't I, I don't think, any of that I don't think of confidence. every good team
1: i have them beating the cowboys that might be because <laughs> the cowboys are no, able no, to No no it games. has nothing to do with that <laughs> i mean I, I i i it has nothing to do with having a cowboys fan
0: uh, on the podcast or, or I don't anything. have them beat the Cowboys to be honest with
1: you. I know, but I but I do. And so I just to prove my point that I don't have them losing to every good football team. I, I think the Vikings are are a good football team. I think their defense is good and I think if Kevin O'Connell can prove that he can coach in the NFL, that'd be fine. Do I yeah. think that Kirk Cousins is going to win them a Super Bowl? No. Do I think they're gonna be well, then what are they doing? They're gonna be one of the weaker teams going into the playoffs. Well, what, that, that's not, my point so though. They, what are they they're doing? not gonna
0: be the number one seed so they could get bounced in the first round. Yeah, but like then what are you doing? Like if you're sitting there talking yourself and they're either talking themselves into Kirk Cousins or they know they, and they've already talked themselves into Kirk Cousins. If they all weren't, right, well, they would have done something great. else. With them. I, I hope, I hope that that remains the case for all eternity. I hope he lives forever. So <laughs> No, I do too
1: because, because I hope that that happens for you so that when he's 60 and he's still the quarterback, and sit, you just don't see this is where your bias is showing. So, cover yeah, of course, up. I'm not trying to hide right. it. So let's let's not let's not be. Biased. No, but also, you but also, I just think I
0: genuinely think that like I, you know, this is the issue when you're talking about your divisional teams and you guys run into this when you talk about the Bills and the Jets and the Dolphins. Yes, I'm biased. Yes, I hate them. Also, I watch them more than everybody. Right. So uh, there's there's you just told us to not be biased. And Craig told you that he doesn't hate the Jets. Yeah, but that's not my point. My point is, yes, of course, I have a bias against them. Yes, of course, I want them to fail. But that doesn't mean that I don't watch them enough to not know empirically whether or not they're good or bad. Like, I know when the Packers are good. I know when they're going to win the the NFC North, which is fucking always. But what do you think of the Vikings then? I I genuinely think they're still sort of phonies like I I think that like as much as they're good in those skill positions. Yes, they the Kirk Cousins conversation we've had to death at this point, but also like I just think that they like the Bears almost came back against them, and it was the, it was the Bears that shot themselves in the foot uh, to to have that comeback. You, you you can't be letting that happen if you're if you're going to be like the one of the f- six best teams according to these power rankings in the NFL. You just can't be letting that happen. But if, the, the,
1: one of the six best teams in Week Eight. We're not talking about one of the six best teams in Week
0: Seventeen. But but, but we are though because like we're talking about one of the six best teams as of right now in the NFL. Sure that's the context of the conversation. So, what do I think of the Vikings as of right now? I don't think they're one of the six best teams in the NFL. I don't think they're going to remain in the, in the top 6 to 8 best teams in the NFL. But I do think that they they flatter to deceive. I I think that they they put on a great show every season for like what they're going to be. I think you know why I think people are always high on them? Because I think you can get four to five guys out of the Vikings that appear in fantasy football leagues that hurt you or help you. And I think that's why people are always fucking high on the Vikings because they operate from a perspective of fantasy football. Not to say that I don't, not to say that I don't know a shitload more about the Chargers because I drafted Justin Herbert and Mike Williams, if you couldn't tell from our Chargers section of this fucking podcast. But that, I think, is what the Vikings are. I think they're a fantasy football team. They're a fantasy. They're fucking imaginary. So I think, I think... I mean this is a great little They're real marker Dave. post. I'm I'm glad I'm glad we had this conversation to be t- totally honest with you because this is a great marker post from from this point forward. This is the week where it's do or die. Get good or get bad. Teams are going to have to start winning and teams are going to have to start losing. Not everybody can be fucking 8 and 9 or 9 and 8, you know. So that's just not how the math's going to shake out. So I think we look at this Minnesota Vikings team, I think You have a very good point and a very clear perspective on the idea that they have a ton of skilled players. I think that Craig has a a very good point, a very clear perspective on the fact that they maybe have, you know, players at at the top of their position, but their quarterback might let them down. And what I'm telling you is this might be the week to figure it out. We don't know the answer, but I'm glad we had the conversation so we can mark this in the post and say, uh, you know, either you were right or I was right. And I. I hope I'm right because they think of fucking emotional horse in the race but like whatever <laughs> it's what it is we you can't might tell like, none of us can right. tell by the way you're jittering and scratching your neck as you're talking about listen them. here's the thing i i agree with you that they have studs all over the field i really do sure. but uh, but but at the most position uh, the most important position on the field yeah. they don't i'm glad they bought the best paint in the store but if you don't have a good painter all that is is a color so moving on from the uh from the lovely Lovely minnesota vikings let's talk about the new york giants for a second a team i'm sure uh when you win five uh the two don't, that you know the two heartbreaks super bowl losses probably don't haunt you too badly but uh it, since anymore. the theme of since, since the theme of bias has emerged here has it been hard for you craig to to look at the new york giants uh, sort of emerge when you thought they were going to be shitty this season or can you look at them now as a team much like you said about the jets that oh great i like this team i you know i like the i like the coach i like what they're doing i like saquon barkley even though i traded him to dave like what how do you feel? <laughs> well, Saquon Barkley is a
2: huge reason why I like. Uh, you know, obviously a great reason why I like them. Uh, other than that, you know, I don't know how that's going to go for them moving forward. We'll see. Moving, we'll see uh, how it goes. Of course, he's been injured. So, you know, pretty much the only difference I've seen between this Giants team and the previous ones is brand new coaching staff and Saquon Barkley is actually healthy. I'm not going to lie to you and sit here. I don't know a lot about the Giants. I think but they're keeping
0: him healthy, though, right? Like, I think yeah. the way they're using him is a little bit more responsible.
2: I think he's where he has been in the past, and that's one of the most dominant running backs in the league. And that's going to be enough to keep them on, you know, keep them on pace on there the entire season. I, you know. Their upcoming schedule is not that difficult. So I think they're going to be in it for the remain for pretty a good chunk of the season. But you know, when it comes to crunch time and it comes down to which quarterback is better, you know, the questions are going to be there. And if Saquon Barkley isn't going to be able to do it, and I don't think in this quarter, I don't think in this NFL, if your best player is a running back, you're really going to go far. And yeah, Daniel that's Jones, always been
0: true, right? I think we've, we sort of have that as a truism on this show at this point. Sure. And um, with, but with, I do with think with Daniel that Jones, to... there was
2: talk coming into the season that like, you know, he was going to be a bust and now he's not playing particularly well, but his team is what they are. He's winning football games. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, it's, it's, I don't think you have as quite as much of a body of work to criticize him as you do like the Kirk cousins of the world where you could say he's winning football games where, you know, when he's going to stop, but look at this New York giants team and, and look at who's number four, Joe on the, uh, on the power rankings. And could you not see the giants and the, and the, Cowboys meeting in the first or second round, and the Cowboys sure. fucking losing. I mean, you could see it, right? Like, they, this well, is a New up. York Giants team that's like it. It's built to win football games. It's built. It's built to win good, big, good football games against good teams. And I think that they they're the team on this list that maybe I didn't expect to be talking about at this point. But they're the team on this list where I could see them winning a couple of games in the postseason yeah. based on how they're playing. What, what do you think of this this Giants team? I, I know you're big on head coaches, so I am. Well, here's where we are with
1: Brian Dable has proven himself as a very good defensive coordinator in the NFL. Uh, and he is one of, I don't want to say he's, he's in, he's in short, short company. He's in a, he's in a small group of head coaches that have been this successful with a relatively bad football team right away. Uh, he's, he's made Daniel Jones look like a serviceable NFL quarterback somehow saquon barkley is staying healthy i think elijah moore for the new york jets and Kadarius tony of the uh, new york giants or now of the kansas city chiefs uh, i think they might live together and there's something in the water in their building because those two guys came out and started complaining about playing time and injuries and how they've been being handled and it's like boys at some point like you gotta just you know, stop the yapping and you're on good football teams, good football teams that haven't been good in a very long time. Uh, of course the giants have been good more recently than the jets, but you're on very good football teams right now. This New York giants team is, is the real deal. But Dave, as you just said, their handicap is going to be the fact that they are currently playing in the best division in football, save for the commanders who are not, they're not awful. But they're not a good football team. Like they're awful. They, they, <laughs> I I don't I don't think they're awful. They're, there's worse teams in the NFL than the Washington Commanders. But they're but they're not the reason why this AFC East is the best. It's it's why you know number four and then an, another team that might may or may not be above them. Okay, yeah, uh, like Craig said, their their schedule right now doesn't look too bad, but they do still have to play the Eagles and the Cowboys. So I mean, let's let's that's see. That's uh, two.
0: That's probably two L's. To, to me, to be honest with you, the way the Cowboys have been playing, the way the Eagles have been playing, but if they're going to win either of those games, they're probably going to beat the Cowboys. I don't see them handing the Eagles their first loss, but I, I I, like to see, we'll talk about this when we get on the Eagles, but I would like to see the Eagles tested. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure how tested they've been. You can't take away an undefeated record. You know, you can only play what teams are put in front of you, but... It's not as if the you know they've had the kind of game where the Chiefs and the Bills had to beat each other's beat each other up for, for in a in a game in prime time. You know what I mean? So I, I mm-hmm. want to see the Giants go and test the, the Eagles, and I think we'll know a lot more about both teams once that happens. But it, to me, that the the Giants and the Cowboys being neck and neck in this power rankings says says a lot because they're very similar. They're in very similar positions as much as we might have expected more from one than the other. Craig, uh, you know they're 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 sort of on a precipice in their season. They they share division and they could go either way. So, like, who, if you were to take either the Cowboys or the Giants and ride with the, one of these teams for the rest of the season, who would it be
2: right now? I would take I would take I would be I would, you know, ride on that saddle and get on the Cowboys really quickly because they have interesting champion. They have championship. Worthy. Def- don't don't yeah. say yeah. it. No, 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 no. Championship worthy defense is the word I was going to say. They do,
0: Their defense is elite. It's so good.
2: And yeah. the Giants did. I was going to get uh, no, I'm sorry. The Cowboys did exactly what the Patriots should have done with the Mac Jones quarterback situation. You know, Dak Prescott yes. got, got hurt. Yes. Cooper Rush filled in for a couple of games and that you know, that. Uh, Except the opposite back
0: though, right? they sort of the opposite. Or do you mean that they, they let Cooper Rush go in and fail? And they, they let, put him, Dak, they, Dak they back they
2: let him become what he was. Right. You know, he had a very good couple of games at the beginning of the season, then, you know, the shine came off that penny real quick. And then
0: there was no controversy.
2: What they did was they put, they named Dak, you know, Monday, Dak's the starter, he'll be starting the, the against the Jaguars. Came in, didn't do that well against the Jaguars. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that was the Giants. I'm looking at the Giants. Uh, whoever the Cowboys faced last week, didn't have a good game. I think he drew two, two or three interceptions, but they stuck with him. They proved that they let him know that he is the guy and there is no question about it. And that's where the Patriots screwed up. But going back to the Cowboys, they're still the Cowboys. They're still going to be a good team. You know, they're going to shit their pants in the postseason probably. But until, <laughs> the, until then, they're, they're going to be up there in the upper echelon of the team. They're, you know, Jerry Jones loves paying for great regular season wins. I think that
0: there's a little bit of a uh, a fact emerging in dallas though uh like it or not i think that their offensive coordinator might be lacking in Mm -hmm. his creativity and his ability to put together a a really good offense around the players that he has but at the same time there's you know there's guys like zeke emerging back into kind of what they paid for Mm -hmm. there's they are establishing a running game uh and they're gonna ride with dak one way or the other so what do you think joe as the as as essentially the the guy with the perspective on the coaching staffs uh across the course of this podcast what do you think i mean uh Kellen Moore, right? Uh oh is, is is their offensive coordinator. And I think that, you know, I've heard his name too often for an offensive coordinator to 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 uh think anything good is going on at his job. So what do you think's going on there?
1: Uh Bob- Bobby's right about Kellen Moore and he's been saying it to us for two two or three seasons now, uh that he's not the guy. He's not it. And uh and I, I think he might at this point be right. I've always also been under the impression that Dak and Zeke are overrated. That's my personal feeling on those two players. Maybe that would be different if they had a better offensive coordinator. Uh, maybe Kellen Moore isn't it. And, and I think Bobby's onto something there, you know, whether we've agreed with them or disagreed with them. I think this is a good time to point out those deficiencies because their defense is kind of doing the, the job for them right now. I mean, they won, what did they go? Three and one with, yeah. with rush. Cooper rush. So, I mean, that's, that was all defense. I mean, Cooper rush managed the games, but he wasn't putting up, you know, Dak, Dak Prescott numbers for a guy that I just said Dak Prescott at his best. Right. Dag Prescott at his best for a guy that I just said was underrated. But but we're looking at a defensive team. And, and this is why, I mean, you, you know, Craig said it, at the end of the day, they could go into the playoffs and just get their, you know, poop kicked in. I don't know at five and two, I, I do see them losing to the Giants. I think the Giants are just the better team. And I think they're the better coach team. I, I would see them. Have they played they're them? Definitely onside? a better coach
0: team. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Have they played the, have they, have those two teams played yet? i don't think they have so they still have two games So i mean i think the giants either split or sweep that and then you know i i would have philadelphia towards the top of that division and if some of these other nfc teams kind of start getting better which i think will happen and we see it with the cowboys every year where they kind of flounder towards the end of the year no
0: sorry they haven't they played the cowboys beat them 23
1: 16 okay all right so in the second meeting i would have the giants beating them and then uh Uh, I think there is a chance that the Cowboys could fall down out of the top five here. You know, of course, we kind of rate that on the top 14 because that's how many teams make the playoffs, but uh, they could fall out. They could fall out. They could something could happen here. We're again seven weeks. This is kind of a good marker, as you said, Dave, but I I don't know.
0: I'm kind of like Bobby. I don't
1: really trust any Cowboys teams, but I don't root for him. He does.
0: I guess we'll see a lot when they play the Bears this weekend. You know, the Bears coming off a big win, looking like they can maybe do some damage against a uh, good on paper defense. We'll see. I, I think we'll know a lot about both those teams come come the end of the week. I know where the smart money is probably on Dallas, but uh, I'm starting to believe, gentlemen. All right, uh, moving on, and we're going to do what we usually do in these power rankings because the top three hasn't moved uh, all year, which makes a lot of sense. I told you um, 50 minutes. Since I have a new, uh, yeah, since I have a new cast of characters here, uh, relatively new, I'm going to do what I started doing with with you, you and Bobby Joe a few weeks ago, which is I'm going to ask you to pick uh, your your uh, either the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs as your AFC team. And explain to me why. And then we're going to go on and talk to, uh, you're going to talk to me about where they are against the Eagles if a potential Super Bowl happened between these, uh, you know, two of these top three teams. So I'll start with you, Joe, where uh, you told me you were Kansas City last time. I think we talked to you and is that still the case or do you see some deficiencies emerging in the Kansas City world?
1: I actually see their deficiencies going away. I I see them getting better as a football team and they're already a good football team. I think they're starting to iron out some of the issues that they may have had at the beginning of the year. They did just trade for Kadarius Tony on Thursday. I don't know how good this kid is because he hasn't been around long enough, but they I don't know how much it's going to matter,
0: to be honest. With I don't you. know,
1: I don't know how much it's going to matter either, but I mean, you know, they they're, it's a, they're good, already, it's a good
0: punt. you know.
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, this is kind of what they do. They bring guys in and they clearly can succeed without Tyree Hill. Uh, they have a nice two-headed monster in the backfield in Edwards, Hilaire and Pacheco. They still have number 15 Pacheco. back there, Craig. Huh? They, they, uh, Craig, number 15, Patrick Mahomes.
2: Oh, that guy. Um, He's still playing, Craig. Thanks. He's still <laughs> playing. <laughs> now, now, now are not allowed to make fun of me. <laughs> now, that said,
1: the Buffalo Bills are a wagon, and I still believe that. I still believe they're a wagon. They're a good football team. Their running game has gotten better. Their they want the a head-to-head. They they won the head to head. Their passing game has not gotten worse. And you keep saying it. I'm I'm big on the coaches. I like Sean McDermott. Andy Reid is well, the best well, hold head on.
0: coach. But hold on. Andy is the best head coach of the top three teams. Like we're all agreeable. Oh on no, that. Yo, without a doubt. Well, okay, without cool. a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. I
1: I think and w- well, I'll tell you what I think about the other the the other coach on the other side. But I, I have Kansas City winning that matchup again. Like if this was the AFC championship. City I, th-
0: I personally think it's bad that they played a game like that in the regular season for the Bills. Like it reminds me, you remember the the 16th game of the season against the Giants for the that the Patriots like shouldn't yep. have tried so hard. <laughs> you know, like maybe they should have just taken the 15 one season. What and happened to the them in,
1: against the Jets in the in the two seasons? That I, they think the, I think I think that
0: Andy Reid Andy Reid knows to not show his whole playbook in that game. I think that the Buffalo Bills did everything they could to win that game, and I think that that gave the the basically the biggest scare that the Kansas City Chiefs have in the AFC uh in the Buffalo Bills gave game a little bit of a radar on them and i think that uh, we're we're going to see that cuz i've seen that theme so many times and when these two big teams collide they have a close game but maybe one coach kept a couple things a little a little bit closer to his chest because you can take that one L in the regular season because when it's going to matter is if you meet head to head in the in the uh, probably the AFC championship game i think with the way that their uh the way that their seasons are going so yeah, I mean I agree with you. I I it's it's to, to, you're talking about margins at the top, right? Once you're talking about margins at the top, they're very very small. Um mm-hmm. if somebody was to sit here and make an argument to me that if you bottled the talent of Josh Allen and you bottled the talent of Patrick Mahomes that the Josh Allen bottle would be a little bit more full. I mean, I wouldn't agree with them, but I would see where they were coming from, you know? Like the guy has a lot of things. He's he's essentially the new prototype of an NFL quarterback, but I just I've seen Patty do it. You know, I've seen him do it when it matters. So to me, he's always going to be the guy until that changes. So Craig, if you had
1: so much fun though, because there's those two guys. Yeah, no, it's great.
0: It's a new era of rivalry. I mean, it's so different. it, it you know we grew up we we now look at it it's so lucky uh to to see the rivalries at quarterback and and the big teams that we saw play against each other like the big quarterbacks when we were kids being the Tom Bradys the Peyton Mannings the Ben Roethlisberger's, the Aaron Rodgers a little bit later the Brett Favre a little bit earlier um you know, the fun ones in there, like Mike Vick, uh, the Steve McNair, you know, like the, these these rivalries emerging in the new generation is really cool to watch, I think, and to see what are essentially emerging as the two best guys, because I, as much as like the Philadelphia Eagles are fun to watch, I'm not sure you can really put Jalen Hurts in the conversation with Pat Mahomes and, and Josh Allen at this point. But um, uh, Yeah. But not yet. I mean, not ever, probably. But if you <laughs> if it just it just me, that's just me. But uh, Craig, so you got two AFC juggernauts. One's one the head to head. Me and Joe are over here agreeing that it's still the Chiefs. What do you think? Are you on team Dave and Joe? Or do you think you have a you have an alternate point on the Buffalo Bills being the, the emerging talent in the AFC this year? I just think the Buffalo Bills are so good across the board. I you know, yeah. I know what the Kansas
2: City Chiefs are and I know the Bills play in our division, but I just, you know, I just still feel like the Bills are up and coming and I mean that in in a good way. I'm not saying yeah. the Chiefs are bad, but ultimately I think those teams are so good. I think they're so even killed it really ultimately comes down to who has the home game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, sure. I, I think, I think uh, th- a lot of people are putting a lot of onus on the fact that the Bills rode into what's probably the hardest stadium to go into right now in the NFL uh, mm-hmm. and, and win a game, and they they went into Arrowhead and they won. I th- I, I think that's a really different proposition in the playoffs. Uh, and it's a really, really different proposition in, in an AFC championship game, which is more than likely where these two teams are going to meet. Who do you think is going to get the home field advantage then? Because it, it sounds like you're saying the Buffalo Bills need it in order to uh, get to a Super Bowl. The Chiefs it's tough.
2: It's tough because I feel like it's it's these teams are just so close. It's really so they have the stack. They're stacked at pretty much every position. It's pretty much washed. wash. It's pretty, you know, we've been if saying that coach,
0: weeks. maybe. I don't, you know, I mean, there's, yeah, there, head there's, coach
1: is, yeah, if I, I if, think Andy Reid is the best head coach yeah, of the top three in this top
0: three, and yeah, there's is also, also something to be said for what he looks like in the playoffs. You know, he does tend to come up short, despite. Sure, his, like, and he did you know, with the Eagles seen.
1: for so many years, but he does yeah. have a Super Bowl with Kansas City. I think he kind of washed some of that away. I think sometimes that's just going to happen. I mean, Andy Reid, Andy Reid right now is the best coach in the NFL. Yep. Yeah, right now That's he's the best true. coach in the NFL. I and and I think Sean McDermott. Let me tell you a little something
0: about a man named Everflues.
1: <laughs> He'll get. Uh, yeah. I, I still got to tell you, He'll and I, I don't want to keep going back to it, and I don't want to pump up your tires too much. But as disappointing as that game was from a Patriot standpoint on Monday night, no, knowing you being on this podcast with you talking to you every day. It was it was really encouraging to see that kind of a game plan and oh, him yeah, no, have totally the good. balls to just go out and attack one of the greatest coaches of all That's time. That's the only way
0: to beat Bill Belichick. You know, I mean the unfortunate yeah. reality is that Doug Peterson put that fucking plan to paper as much as that guy's a douche. The only way to beat Bill Belichick is to beat him in his own game and go at him head to head. Yep. Well, Without like a He's a seven well, year old man. Just push him. <laughs> Poor fucking guy. Well, yeah, but see,
1: here's the rich, problem. Rich so is Andy Reid.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like Andy Reid's made a made it made us some sternish stuff though he's a big dude so you know the theme uh of of taking these top three as a top three over the past few weeks when we've been doing this power ranking show has been whoever comes out of the AFC is the championship is the champion all three players in this podcast seem to agree on that does anyone think that at this point now the six and oh eagles are beating either the buffalo bills or the kansas city chiefs in a super bowl craig are the eagles
2: gonna beat the Chiefs or the Bills? I really don't
0: think so. Yeah, I don't
2: either. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, you know, I want, I want. Just, I want there's, you know, there's a part of me that wants to say yes, but I just don't see it.
0: Yeah, this could be a fun clip to play back when they're the Super it Bowl sure champions. Could. but uh would. Joe. Do the Philadelphia Eagles beat either the Bills or the Chiefs? I mean, if they get the next AFC team on the list, I think they're Super Bowl champions. But do they e- beat either the Buffalo Bills? or the Kansas City Chiefs right now in a Super Bowl, primetime, primest of times, the most watched show in America, do they win that game? No. No, I, I, think they're the,
1: I think they're the best team in the NFC right now. There's only four teams in Bobby's top ten, and that's actually pretty close across the board. It's
0: actually, 10. With all
1: of the – what did I say? No, don't worry about it. What? Don't worry about it. You just threw me all off, Craig. Um, you know sorry. what, man? What's wrong with you? It's your birthday, and you just think you can do whatever you want. Shall Philadelphia we? Eagles aren't beating either one of those teams, and I I actually disagree with you, Dave. I think if the New York Jets met the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl, ah. the New York Jets would be your Super Bowl champions. I do. I, I, I think see that happened. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I see don't I, see. Right now, I am where they're six and zero, so I'm not at the same place I was with Zach Taylor that I am with Nick Sirianni. But I think Nick Sirianni is actually a fraud. I don't think he's a good NFL head coach. I think right now they're rolling. I think they have the personnel. I think they've they've made the wise roster moves. I think they've put the best players on the field that can fit with the other best players on the field. Their defense is really good. They're a good football team. I just don't see I just don't see Nick Sirianni having it in him to beat Buffalo or Kansas City in a Super Bowl. And I think Robert Sala would beat him out too.
2: And here, here's the thing I'm looking at. You know, they're 6-0 and right now. The only time they've scored over 30 points is opening week against the Lions. And then I look at the
0: record. Like the schedule, I've been saying it. That's the <laughs> like I'm, I've been saying I, it.
2: I just looked at it and I was dumbfounded. So they beat, they beat the Lions. They blew them out. But they also gave out 35 points in that game as well. They beat the Vikings. Great. Uh blew out the commanders. This is my whole
0: point about the Eagles all, all year. This has yeah. been my whole point. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> then the Jaguars, the Cardinals, and the Cowboys, which was a good win. But then just look at the schedule. That's a going... divisional
0: win though, so you gotta take that with a grain of salt. Sure. Know.
2: But then just look at the schedule going forward. They got the Steelers this week.
0: They'll win then the that e- Then the, e- uh, the, the then the then then the Texans.
2: the Commanders. That. They'll win that. Then the Colts. They'll win that.
0: Packers. They might lose that. Titans. They might lose that. They match up kind of badly against the Titans, but the, I mean, they could, they could potentially be like 12, what 12 and Oh, by the time we're at this point, you know, mm-hmm. and then they're like undeniable because of their record, but nobody, Oh, this has been my whole point every week for the past six weeks, we've done this power ranking show. And I've said, what happens when the number one team on the power rankings meets either the two or the three team in the biggest game of the season? And no one, including the man who makes the fucking power rankings himself, has been able to look me in the eye and tell me that they win that game. I can't so right now.
1: Right. Right now, the Eagles are the number one team in the NFL. And I don't 100%. necessarily believe that because they're, they're undefeated. I'm not saying they should be. I'm not sh- no. saying
0: they shouldn't be number one. What I'm saying is and I'm not even saying that they're not the the, the number one team in the NFL. If tested, I'm not even saying they're not that. I'm saying they haven't been. So it's important to remember that there's definitive flaws built in on paper to this Eagles team. They're they're completely untested when it it comes to uh, huge games against elite teams. And I think there's a world in which they play either the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs, and they get fucking blown out. (laughs) It's like these are two teams that are so good, and they're so good. Why? Because they play really good teams all the fucking time and they yeah. win. Play to win the game. Yeah. And on that note, uh I think we can walk well, away. But go ahead, you
1: ja. j- just one one more thing, uh serious sure. team, and, and it's not necessarily a defense or or against Bobby here or or you either. No, it's not his fault. He has no, to no, no. put them at number one. They're no, they are uh, but, number I, one. but this is what uh, this is what I'm gonna say because he doesn't have to put him number one because in 2020 when the Steelers were undefeated and they, and they remained undefeated and they started 11 and 0, he I had mean, them at saying number it then one, too, <laughs> but, but he had them in number one once. So what I'm
0: saying is it's like just in the context of football, I don't think he's wrong here. I will just say, like you look at think that there's probably more of a chance that they're not frauds than team that seem to make everybody really mad, which I get great enjoyment out of. But I think that when you Philadelphia Eagles team, like there's probably a higher percentage chance that they are legitimately this good, they are six and no good than that than that Steelers team. So I get it. For me, if I was making these power rings, which I don't, so it doesn't matter. I just host the show. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs would be number one. That would be that would still be true of me. But like Bobby told me, he admitted it. He said the quiet part out loud. He was like, that's boring. So <laughs> that's why we have this. And yeah, honestly, it's an easier thing to talk about. It's an easier just, thing to talk about when you have it like this. So it's great.
1: Which is funny, Dave, because I, I have the Kansas City Chiefs like in the realm of right now. I have the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. And yet I would have the Tampa. Bills. I would have the Bills number one. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, but I mean, uh, those three teams are still my top three, just not in the order that Bobby has them not to bring down the whole house of cards. But that's why the power rankings cease to matter once once the games start to matter a little bit more. So, that's so true. <laughs> on that note, on the power rankings show. No, I mean, I love that we have these. I, I love that we're <laughs> keeping track of it. And I love that we have a show built around it because I think it's a lot of fun to talk about who the best, who the worst and who the also Rams are in the NFL. And it's a really difficult season to make a power rankings, like we said, because there's a ton of parity teams that that's are good to- smart people words. Uh, there's a, there's a, uh, there's teams that are supposed to be better. There's teams that are supposed to be worse. And it turns out supposed to be doesn't mean anything when you enter an NFL season. It only is what is. So Just because or, you put periods at the end of a sentence doesn't mean that it's fact. Yeah, that's very true. But at least it means it's grammatically correct. So you can go off that. But uh, unless it deserved a semicolon or perhaps a comma. So for Joe Malkin, uh, Craig D'Alessandro, and myself, Uh, I wish you all a wonderful week of NFL football, and we'll see you at the same time next week. Thanks so much for listening.